In Your Element is made just for you, the listener. If you enjoy the podcast, consider visiting patreon.com slash inyourelement and supporting at the $1 level or above to receive all future episodes early and ad-free. Gain a Patreon-exclusive role in the In Your Element Discord server, where you can hang out and chat with myself and other elementalists, be eligible for giveaways, attend patron hangouts, and more. Now, on to the show. Welcome to episode 27 of In Your Element, a gaming podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Adler. Today, I'm joined by Jay Casal, host of the Lighter Side podcast. Jay, how you doing? I'm doing well, Matthew. Thanks for having me, man. Awesome, man. Uh, for people who aren't familiar with you and your show, why don't you give us a bit of insight? Yeah, sure. So again, yeah, my show is called The Lighter Side with Jay. And it started out, you know, as a podcast sort of chronicling my weight loss journey. Uh, last year, I had uh, bariatric surgery. And I've lost like 155 pounds uh, wow. since since April. Yeah, it's crazy. That's awesome, <laughs> and, uh, man. Good for you. Thanks. Yeah. And I, you know, the day I decided to have the surgery, I started this podcast and I've just had different guests on talking about their weight loss. And then it sort of transitioned into also discussing addictions and, and things like that. But it sounds like it's pretty heavy, but the, the lighter side is because, you know, we try to keep it light and, be, you know, keep it entertaining and amusing and not kind of, mm -hmm. you know, miserable. <laughs> Sweet. Well, I hear you also like video games. I happen to also thoroughly enjoy video games. Yes. <laughs> Wonderful, man. What have you been playing lately? I've been playing a lot of different things. You know, I, so I've been playing, uh, Ace Combat 7. Okay. Uh, I was playing that for a while. Then I got Crackdown 3, which I've been playing on Xbox Game Pass. Mm -hmm. And, but the thing, <laughs> these, those are the games that I act like I'm going to play. And then what I usually wind up playing is Tetris 99. Oh my gosh. I've been, unhealthily obsessed with that game. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm what's your best so far that you've gotten? 10th. 10th is the <gasps> highest. Yeah. Nice. I'm stuck it's, at 12. <laughs> yeah, well, but once you get there it's so in it's so intense once you hit yeah. that level. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I probably just got lucky getting to 10, but it's a really cool game and also I'm a like I have every system but I always wind up playing the Switch because mm -hmm. I wind up playing like at night in my bed. Yeah. I'm just exhausted and I pick it up I'm like I'm just going to play Tetris for a while and then of course, yeah. you know, it's perfect for that yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm i'm not even a big fan of tetris in general i mean i i've played it throughout the years and and different puzzle games but i don't know what's got me so intrigued by this i think just the uh the ability to play with so many people at the same time and that yeah. mechanic of just you know attacking other people if you will really really interesting game Very yeah it's well cool done. and what an interesting take on the whole like battle royale thing you know yeah definitely like yeah. who would ever who would ever think <laughs> right i know i when that when that headline popped up and uh during that direct i was like what yeah like, Tetris, what they're gonna battle royale spot style that's cool uh speaking of battle royales i've been playing a, a bit of apex legends still have you jumped into that yet you know i haven't i i've read a lot about it and it mm -hmm. seems like it's really cool i as a you know a business owner and a, a dad and a, mm -hmm. a podcaster and all these yeah. things it's so hard for me to give the time to games like that, yeah. that, that I would really need to, you definitely. know, definitely. Yeah. I hear you, man. And we'll, we'll definitely get into yeah. a lot of that discussion later, uh, in the, in the episode, but yeah, it's a, uh, it's a great game. If you enjoy battle royales, it's free jump in. And, um, the good thing about it is there's not too high of a learning curve. I mean, it's right. It's effectively a hero shooter, like overwatch mixed mm -hmm. with, uh, mixed with a battle royale, like a uh, PUBG or uh blackout. So 
definitely give that a I shot. Should, I should try it. And I also loved Titanfall, too. Oh, man. Yeah, then definitely jump in. You'll, yeah. you'll be right at home. The, the, the movement's very similar. They don't have the wall running right, right. Uh, and stuff, but it's it's very uh, very fluid movement. So Cool. Awesome. Yeah, I'll check that out. Sweet, man. Well, before we begin, I'd like to take a moment to let you know where you can find In Your Element online. My website is inyourelementpodcast.com. You can find me on Instagram at inyourelementpodcast, on Twitter at IYEpodcast. And if you enjoy the podcast, consider visiting patreon.com slash inyourelement and supporting at the $1 level or above to receive all future episodes early and ad-free. Gain a Patreon-exclusive role on the In Your Element Discord server where you can hang out and chat with myself and other elementalists. Be eligible for giveaways, attend patron hangouts, and more. And if you have any gaming-related questions that you'd like me to answer, email me at hello at inyourelementpodcast.com. I will answer your questions on the next episode of In Your Element. So let's jump right into the news. Uh, it's been somewhat light going into the week. Um, the biggest thing so far uh, of late is that uh, Reggie fils the president of Nintendo of America, announced he will be retiring on April 15th. He also announced that he will be replaced by the current VP of Marketing and Sales, Doug Bowser, who couldn't have a more fitting name to work at Nintendo. In a news story from over on GameSpot, they said, fils has been in this role for more than a decade, having gotten the job in May 2006 following a three-year stint as the executive VP of Sales and Marketing. He has effectively served as the company's face in North America territories for much of his tenure as president. He's often seen in Nintendo Direct streams and was often the primary presenter back when the company did live E3 media briefings. And Reggie released a statement of his own regarding the retirement, saying, Nintendo owns a part of my heart forever. It's a part that is filled with gratitude for the incredibly talented people I've worked with, for the opportunity to represent such a wonderful brand, and most of all, to feel like a member of the world's most positive and enduring gamer community. As I look forward to departing in both good health and good humor, this is not game over for me, but instead leveling up to more time with my wife, family, and friends. So this news came out of nowhere, it seemed. What are your thoughts on Reggie's departure? He has always struck me as, of all of the executives, he just seems like such a cool guy. You know, he just seems <laughs> yeah. like he's so relatable and that he is like fully enjoying what he's doing. Yeah. Um, And, you know, obviously he's done a fantastic job. I mean, Nintendo... You know, right, the Wii U, I guess, was like what I liked the Wii U, first of all. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I was, was into I, it. I, I, same. Yeah. I was just hungry for more games. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It, because the concept of the Wii U, the thing about the Switch that I love so much is, you know, that I could take it with me. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But, you know, now over these last few years, I mean, what, a, what an amazing job he's done running that company. And I guess, you know, look, you work that hard for that long. I'm sure he's pretty good financially at this point. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I get it. <laughs> I would mm-hmm. want to spend more time with my family and stuff too. You know, it's it's a Absolutely. lot. Absolutely. Yeah. Hard work. Okay. It's set, and but I mean, come on, Bowser as his replacement. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So perfect. I always see that guy pop up in uh, in their press releases, and I'm like, that is they they had to have just given that guy the job for, <laughs> right. for his name alone. I mean, his his prerequisites were probably uh, not even taken into account, but yeah, it's yeah. great. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's sad to see Reggie go. I mean, most of my life that I, you know, have followed Nintendo. I mean, I've been a Nintendo fan since I was very young, but yeah. really when I started, uh, following their news and, and really getting in tune with what's going on with the company, that's pretty much when Reggie took over. So he's been the face of that company for me for, you know, almost my entire life. It feels yeah. like, 
So it's it's going to be sad to see him depart, but I'm I'm glad he's doing it going going out strong and going out on top. Yeah, and, that, uh, that that's a good point. I mean, when I was a kid, I was a, I was all I mean, I was NES, you know, like that was my mm-hmm. first my first I had an Atari, but like that was my yeah. first like major thing was NES, but I didn't know like you I don't know who the president of Nintendo is. Sure, was. yeah. Right, but yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, once I became aware <laughs> of it, yeah, he's the he's the only face I really know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, he does seem like a genuine guy though someone that he uh i'd like to i'd like to shake his hand yeah for sure just tell me did a great job you know um cool well the uh, second second piece of news again pretty light uh capcom announced that resident evil hd resident evil zero and resident evil 4 will all be arriving on nintendo switch on may 21st uh jay are you into the resident evil games at yeah all? so i played the the last one that came out like the 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 what was it seven or eight i don't know which one it was seven yeah Bi- biohazard yeah yeah, that was awesome. Um, I loved that game. I've played. I think I've like played most Resident Evil games, but I haven't finished really any of them. Yeah. Um, I got the remake. I have the Resident Evil Two uh, remake, and yeah. it's, you know, it's sitting waiting for me to to start playing it. Oh my gosh, I I'm that's next up on my list. I yeah. ended up skipping Anthem. Uh, there's a, a big debacle that went down with yeah, my pre order situation and. Uh, I was I was kind of upset and then I was like, you know, maybe this is just a sign for me to wait because the game is yeah, clearly at a point where, <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not enjoyable. The story and, and everything is kind of non-existent for uh, uh, their game, uh, Bioware game. So uh, yeah. I was like, I'll just wait on it. So I think this is going to be a great opportunity once I finish Kingdom Hearts 3 to jump in and and mm-hmm. play Resident Evil 2 while it's still fresh, you know, to an extent. So you're are awesome. you almost done with are you almost done with Kingdom Hearts 3? I am, man. I finished up the uh, Big Hero Six area yesterday, so I'm going into the 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 home stretch right now. That's another one that's on my hard drive waiting for me because yeah, I mean, I buy everything and I know I can't play it yet. <laughs> right, <laughs> I'm just, yeah. that's just the way I am. But yeah. uh, <laughs> I uh, I played the first Kingdom Hearts, you know, like when it came out. Uh huh. Yeah. I I never played any other ones. <laughs> yeah that's all right i mean it's i i played the first one i replayed it again recently uh, on yeah. the hd collection just to kind of get refreshed with what's yeah. happening and then uh played started a little bit of kingdom hearts 2 uh i don't remember if i ever finished that when i was younger either so i have like yeah. hardly any recollection of that game and then i've played just random bits and pieces of some of the the spin-off like side games yeah. in the series so i mean i had really not the best understanding of this convoluted story that that's kind of happened okay. over the last 17 years and and i'm i mean realistically you don't really need to know to enjoy the game they do a good job of kind of peppering in a lot of stuff uh for people who aren't super fresh on the series yeah that's cool which is nice yeah because so. i want to play it but i don't want to like go back through every, i don't have like i don't have time no <laughs> yeah those games are all so long too and yeah. there's so many of them so yeah i I kind of felt the same way i was like oh i'll buy the hd collection i'll just run through these and i sat down yeah. and i was like these games really don't hold up too well <laughs> i did so, i did the same thing because i got the like the pre-order that like came with the hd collection yeah like, and the uh, game yeah and i i was like let me just i'll throw on the first one and i was like oh i can't Oof, even like it's hard to even control this <laughs> it <laughs> is know? yeah it's it's not the most uh nimble uh controls anymore uh yeah and and even then it really wasn't so i'm excited know. to play it though i like i love that i love that stuff i'm, I'm yeah I'm, yeah, it's it's a great game. Uh, the Disney worlds are fun to visit. It's a lot more modern Disney movies and stuff like right. they got frozen in there and uh, Big Hero six and then Pirates of the Caribbean and stuff. So it's it's good. Uh, it's a great game. It's fun. 
uh, it's good little nostalgia trip for a lot of uh, uh, Kingdom Hearts fans. And stuff yeah, I'll, too, so. I'll get to it. Awesome. Uh, and then uh, just this morning, uh, Nintendo announced that there will be a Pokemon Direct coming tomorrow on February 27th at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. The video will be about seven minutes long and will likely give us our first look at the Gen 8 title, which is going to be coming out for Nintendo Switch. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I'm not a big Pokemon guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, with these last ones that came out, I was ver- I was close to buying them for my daughter. Mm-hmm. Or at least the Let's Go them. games? Yeah, 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 yeah. One of them. I mean, she she's uh, six. Oh, yeah. That's perfect. She, lo- she loves playing... You play like Mario Kart together and Mario Party yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking of maybe starting her up on that. I've never, you know, not, I don't have any problem with Pokemon. I just never, yeah. I just, it just, it just, it missed me. <laughs> yeah. You know, for I, sure. think I'm, I think I was a little too old. Yeah. When it first started becoming big to really get into it. Sure. Yeah. Um, like my brother in law, who is, you know, a good like over 10 years younger than me, he's super into. Yeah. Pokemon. Yeah, I I was uh, eight when I think uh, the first game came out, and and so that was like right in my wheelhouse yeah, at that that's time. In the pocket, yeah, yeah. So I grew up with it, and uh, I think six though for her would be a perfect age to start her um, in this franchise. Honestly, it's especially with the Let's Go games that came out. Uh, they're they're a really great entry into the franchise, and they're a remake of Pokemon Yellow, which is from that original trilogy right. of games. Uh, so yeah, I mean that, it's a good game, and you can play co op too with her. Um, yeah, where she yeah. can kind of navigate the controls, and you can kind of help her catch Pokemon, which is kind of fun little activity to play together. So, is the, is this a big deal? Like, is this going to be big news? I mean, it being Gen Eight. I'm oh not, yeah, gotta, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Gen Eight, uh, a lot of people were a little disappointed with the um, the Pokemon Let's Go games last year because they weren't the next mainline entry, and they kind of were more of this spinoff remake um, hybrid. Pokemon game that kind of blended some of those Pokemon Go, the mobile game mechanics with it. Um, so, I mean, I think it ended up being a surprise for a lot of people, including mm-hmm. myself. I, I got it because I'm, I'm a fan of the franchise and uh, and I've, I play pretty much all of the mainline games. So I figure I'll jump in and see. I wasn't expecting to play uh, through the whole game. I kind of mm-hmm. wanted to just dabble a bit and, and um, play it more so for the nostalgia. But I ended up playing through and finishing it and actually completing the pokedex which i haven't done since i was eight years old um because i i you know don't have time to do that yeah, for the most yeah. part, and there's just so much to do but yeah i was uh extremely surprised with how well done that game is um and it was just it was a perfect amount of like that genre for me and at, at the time uh it was it was great i ended up putting in like 50 hours unexpected i was oh, not wow. planning a, yeah i was planning on maybe playing you know 10 15 hours of the game and probably moving on to something else, but it had my attention for a good while. So it's great. Um, but yeah, this is going to be the next main main entry into the franchise where we're hopefully going to see some uh, some sort of an evolution, uh, no pun intended, of that franchise in some in some fashion. So that's cool. Yeah. Exciting. Should be, should be good news. So stay tuned for that. Um, if this is if you're listening to this on free feeds on Friday, that it means it's passed already, but there's going to be coverage all over the internet, I imagine. So, yeah, Nintendo does pretty. I mean, that that last direct was fantastic. I mean, on so much. Yeah. Great. I mean, that that's when Tetris happened, right? Right. Yep. And then the the Link's Awakening reveal, <laughs> yeah. event, which was a uh, came out of nowhere. I never played that game either. I'm excited. I'll, I'll definitely play that when it. When yeah. It yeah. It me cool. too. I I I really have been. I've I've played a lot of the Legend of Zelda games, but it's 
kind of a franchise that isn't my favorite. I just right, play them, right. you know, just because they are so critically acclaimed. Uh, I get but that. yeah, it, it looks like a fun little little entry into the franchise. I'm I'm loving the art style for sure. I'm the same way with Zelda. Zelda that was one of those games that you know I got that when it came out. The original Zelda, mm-hmm. the gold yeah. cartridge. I mean, it was such yeah. a thing. It was such a big deal. Yeah, and and I loved it, but. Like since then, like I'm not really as into. I do the same thing. Like I have them. Mm-hmm. I, I never finished Breath of the Wild. Oh man, that that actually was one that I did play through to the end. Did, yeah, it's. I, I mean, it's to. it's a great game, man. It really is. Um, looking back on it, it was it was you know a a huge turning point for uh, Nintendo just in general right. with kind of a comeback story with the Nintendo Switch. But it's a it's a good title uh, that's like one of three i think zelda games i've ever finished <laughs> uh, yeah that's funny i mean i, I should yeah again it's it, this is you'll, you'll see as we talk more <laughs> yeah yeah There's tons of games i've started and haven't finished that's just kind oh of yeah like, yeah that's been my that's been kind of my thing too throughout my life just buying too many games and never yep. finishing them. Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> the ones that i do finish i uh i definitely you know it, it means something so yeah no totally same exactly well, let's we'll shift over to our feature discussion then so we can get into some of this uh, talk sure. here. So with so many games releasing over the past year to lukewarm or mixed reception, I wanted to chat about the idea of bad or controversial video games and how they're approached. I also want to talk about what it's like playing video games as an adult, which carries its own level of responsibility, especially if you're trying to stay current with what's popular. So Jay, to begin, I want to ask you, what are your thoughts on games that are deemed bad so games we've seen recently like fallout 76 crackdown 3 and most recently anthem you know it's funny i mean you know what bad is, you know like obviously i mean and you put bad in quotes and mm-hmm. it because what's bad right i mean it's 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 different for me and, and and it's different for you yeah but i think what's what's happened i mean as i've seen as being a gamer since i'm you know five years old and i'm, I'm 39 uh, I've seen a lot, <laughs> you yeah. know, happen. Um, I don't think any other industry has, you know, sort of advanced so as quickly oh, um, in that amount of time. You know, back then, it, and for a lot of years, we didn't know there wasn't Metacritic. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? I, I go on Metacritic, and that's telling me kind of, oh, Fallout seventy six is bad because everyone's complaining about it. And there's, you know, I, I read all these articles about it, and you know, I never would be able to do that before. I would just play the game, and I would decide if I enjoyed it or not. Mm-hmm. This now is a whole other world where every second of a game's you know development cycle, someone's reporting on it, and mm-hmm. so now we know a lot more about it. Games like Fallout, that was, I was never going to play that game. Yeah, I same. I've tried in the past, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I tried with like four or maybe mm-hmm. New Vegas. I don't know. I played it for a little while, and I was like, I can't. Like this is just not my thing. Yeah, I kind of felt the same way. I played through a a bit of three and I was like, oh, this is cool. At the time, uh, I hadn't played anything really like that to an extent. So I, I had me hooked for about 20 hours and then something happened. And I just stopped playing it, never yeah. went back. And I got four when it came out. You know, I was like, OK, I understand there's a lot of hype around this franchise. It's a lot. So many people love it. I love the era. I really do like the idea of Fallout more than I think the actual game itself. Yeah, is, so. I'm with you on that. I mean, because yeah. it's just some games, I feel like, why am I having to almost live out a whole second life right now? You, totally, yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's, it's just too much to deal with. Yeah. You know? Um, now, Anthem, again, like, again, same thing. I'm not, I, was, I never played Destiny. Mm-hmm. I, 
I, um, you know, my, the job that I have in my real life, I work with teenagers and they all were playing it when, when it came out destiny Two, like they were all very big mm -hmm. into it. Yeah. So I looked into it and said, again, it's just not, it's for me, the problem with games like that is I just can't put the time into it. Right. Um, that, and that, and you need a lot of time invested in there to really, right. to really fulfill, you know, a lot of, yeah. uh, a lot of it, but I can appreciate, I, I read, you know, a lot of video game journalism and I, I can appreciate yeah. and I listen to a lot of podcasts too. And, and I appreciate the complaints people are having about the game seem to be pretty valid. Yeah. Um, you know, it seems they had a lot of time to release it and then it's like still mm -hmm. a mess. And, you know? Yeah. I mean, it seems, you know, that genre of game is something that I mean, maybe I'm just old. I just don't get it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's not for me. That's okay. People can, people can enjoy it. Uh, yeah. I'm glad they do. And it seems like there are some people who are enjoying Anthem. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's definitely people out there that are enjoying it. It, it it's a, uh, it's a game that just seems like it shipped unfinished. Which right, is it seems right. like is happening um, more and more often these days. There's a difference between games that are bad, just inherently bad. You can tell, you know, they're broken. The, uh, right. the there's no story. You know, graphically they may not look good. Gameplay's bad. There's there's a difference there. And then a game that's unfinished, like Anthem, that has so much potential. In my opinion, I played through the demo and thought, wow, there's definitely something here. Uh, but there's so many components of it that that are left unfinished that don't feel like they were fully fleshed out, and uh, it's it's a little bit frustrating to get more and more of these titles that seem like they're relying on a day one patch or content coming out in the future that's being promised by the developers. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's been a thing recently, huh? I mean, you're supposed yeah. to. When did that start happening? Where I'm I'm plunking down sixty dollars for a uh -huh. game, right? And then you're like, oh, yeah, yeah no, it's, it's going to be great in like a year. Yeah. And it's <laughs> like, hey, stay with us. Make sure that yeah. you play it now and, and keep playing it. But, oh, in a year, it's going to be great. <laughs> like, how am I, yeah, I going to do that when I have like a backlog of, you know, easily 100 games? You know, like, yeah. why am oh, I going yeah. to wait around for, for that game to be good? You know, that's why I don't even bother with stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. my, time's too, my time's too precious, <laughs> you know. Um, sure. So that like unfinished thing drives me nuts. And I, you know, probably the biggest example of that, like the, the um, blowback that I saw from that was I was into uh, Battlefront. Okay. Uh, yep. When that came, when that came out last year. Now I did not get nearly as upset as people seem to be getting. Yeah. Um, when Battlefront shipped and, you know, people were mad about the loot boxes and the loot, listen, the loot boxes, I get it. I get being upset about that. Yeah. But the game as it shipped, the day one was super fun. I had a ton of fun uh, mm -hmm. playing that game right from the beginning. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't broken or anything. I mean, the gameplay was solid. I think there's yeah. there's like a stigma that gets attached to Battlefront because of the first game and how right. like in 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 minimal content there was. You know, there wasn't a story in the first. Well, one. I agree. I agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> they, but you know, I, think, I, I think a lot yeah. of that transferred over to Battlefield Two, sure, 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 unfairly. Sure. You know, and 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 EA and uh, and uh, it was Dice that that worked on that, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They they worked to kind of remedy that franchise a bit in a way, and I think a lot of a lot of negativity just continued surrounding the name Battlefront, and yeah. uh, and unfairly. Uh, made that made that game not as successful as it could have been yeah but those guys are still going i mean they 
um you know i'm on reddit and on, on the on the subreddit for that game just because when it came out i was so amused by all of the fighting yeah um <laughs> but the developers are on the reddit also and they talk back to people and they you know they're constant they're working and they're listening to the community and they, they put time in and yeah that's great um, you know that's cool so so you know it's that the unfinished thing Ugh, mm -hmm. it's so tough i mean i guess there's a difference people were saying that battlefront was unfinished there were certain modes that weren't fleshed out and there were things like that but they've been working yeah. on it and they've been fixing it but it sounds yeah. to me like i mean i saw something about anthem where it was a meme talking about the way you equip a new weapon or something Mm -hmm. and it was like it took something like five or six steps you had to like back out to a menu and do all this crazy stuff and i was like i just can't even i don't have any patience for things like that <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's why you know and you and i had talked about this outside that's why a game like crackdown 3 which is the other one you had mentioned with the um things that are supposed to be bad yeah i know you're not an xbox guy right mm -hmm. no i i was like back in the, I started with um with new generation system. I went from like PS2 to PS3. Mm -hmm. Then I went to Xbox 360. Yeah. Then I went to PS4, and now I have all of them. Yeah. Um, because I decided that I'm an adult and I have I make money. Yeah. And like my hobby is video games. So yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm so sick of having to like choose between things. I was like, I have them. I'm just buying it. And so right, now, right. but my problem is that now I have a backlog on every system plus my PC. Totally. Um, but <laughs> yeah, this is, I'm, this is actually the first gen that I haven't had all three. I've had, oh, okay. yeah, I had, I mean, I've had the original Xbox uh, 360 and then this is the first time I just haven't picked one up because the, yeah exclusives are, yeah. are not on par with where sony no, and nintendo are at there's which... absolutely a, a reasoning for having everything but an xbox yeah which is sad because i'm yeah. i really like what microsoft's doing especially with game pass yes I've, i i almost went out and bought an xbox because of the the game pass promo that they're running yes. now and before where it's like get the first month for two bucks and you get the a second month for free or whatever so effectively a dollar for two months it's an absolutely it's it's an absolutely amazing idea yeah and the implementation is great i don't understand how it's profitable <laughs> <laughs> right but, but or maybe it's not i mean maybe they're using it to sell other stuff maybe it's a maybe it's a loss leader for them but it's yeah. fantastic yeah um, it, and again yeah. a game like crackdown is the exact for me the exact example of why it's fantastic yeah, uh, definitely. Because that game's getting slammed. And listen, there's some stuff about that game. Yeah, it does seem like a little old fashioned and that kind mm -hmm. of thing. And the blowback seems to be that you know it it's old fashioned. And then you know the it took a long time to make. And why why is it yeah. you know this way? But on the I am having so much fun playing that game. Yeah, and I did not pay sixty dollars for it. I am playing it on Game Pass. Right, which I, I agree with you. I think that's the perfect place for it. On, on a service where you're paying monthly, you know, 10 bucks a month for yeah. a service that you can stream or download these games and play unlimited. Now, my question to you is, uh, you know, being that you do purchase a lot of games, yeah. would you have been upset if you had paid the full $60 for Crackdown 3? Yeah, probably. Yeah. So but I, I would, but I, but I wouldn't have done that. Right, right. <laughs> you know exactly. what I mean? And because, I wonder, I and wonder, why? But the thing is, why would you do that when Game Pass exists? Oh, exactly. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't understand why every single Xbox owner doesn't have Game Pass. I mean, it really seems yeah. like, especially since they they said all of their exclusives will be day and date on on Game Pass. 
right that's, why why not i mean the, if, <laughs> yeah. you're, if you're if you're gonna play two of those games uh in a year then you've already paid for that membership yeah i mean think about it forza is on there right if you have a passing interest in racing games yeah which i do i love racing games yeah I, I love racing games for the same reason i love a game like crackdown i can i can play it mindlessly mm-hmm I can have, I can listen to a podcast or music or something else that's not necessary. I don't need to pay attention to a narrative, right? And that that game alone, like Forza, is worth it alone. <laughs> and then yeah. you throw in, you know, Crackdown, and then all those old games. Like man, Fable. I love Fable. That was one of my favorite games of all time. Fable Two. Uh huh. Yeah. That's on. That's on there you know, old gems and stuff like that. But then, yeah, any kind of like streaming other game streaming service that you can do like PS now or any of that stuff. Yeah. Does not have, you know, day and date. Right. Exclusive new release games. on Right. It. Which is such a huge difference. And I, I tried PS now uh, last year yeah. um, and before they had the capability the downloads, to download yeah. the games, which was, uh, you know, a, another big step in the right direction for Sony. But what's wild is PS now has a catalog of like, 350 or 400 games i mean massive in comparison to to game yeah, pass yeah but they're they're all old games it's like yes. games that yeah it's great it's something if you want to go back and, and play through you know uh a ps3 uh games that you missed maybe the uh, original uncharted games uh you know they've got a lot of sony stuff on there in addition to third party but uh first of all the streaming aspect of it their their streaming side doesn't work as well as I think a lot of other streaming right. services do. Uh, I've got good internet here, and I was trying to stream a, a Lego game uh, from PS3 to play with my girlfriend, and we were getting a lot of issues with frame rate, and not mm-hmm. from the game. Like you could tell it was buffering, like the the stream was having some difficulty keeping up. So, I mean, that service isn't quite uh, as robust as uh, other streaming services are that you're used to, like Netflix watching a movie. I understand right. there's more information being passed through a game, but um, I, I mean, just the, the fact that you're not getting Sony's exclusives day one, I think makes PS now a novelty and not a necessity versus uh, game pass. Yeah, no, I totally, totally. And I think it was a, a really good strategy by, by Microsoft and also that they're, they're bringing it, I believe it's, it's coming to PC like somewhat soon. Yeah. And mobile eventually. Uh, and then the rumors of potentially Nintendo yeah, switch, switch, that's so which cool. if that happens, <laughs> I'm in, I mean, I'm, I'm all in at that point. Yeah. Why not then? Yeah. Right. I mean, that, that makes sense. I mean, you'd probably be super into like the games like Ori and the blind forest and like, Oh, those I love, that. I love Ori. Yeah. I played through the yeah. first Ori on, Me uh, too. on my PC. <laughs> Beautiful game. So that's, I, I, that's a game I finished. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that. that good game. Mm hmm. Yeah, I love those kinds of games too, like the Metroidvania kind of fun. Same. Those are cool. Yeah, um, that's right up my alley. But yeah, I mean, I mean, Crackdown Three is a super fun game. Yeah, it's stupid, mm-hmm. and it maybe doesn't justify its development cycle. But for me, I can pick it up. I can play it for a half an hour. I blow stuff up. It has yeah. a, it has a simple upgrade system. It has it's an open world, but it's not this like completely unmanageable map where I I have to like you know take an hour to get from one end of the map to the other end of the map. Right. It's it's quick and easy, and that's it. Like that's what I'm looking for sometimes, <laughs> you know. Sure. And that's yeah. Another Game Pass Plus, right? I'm the kind of guy I like. We said I buy way too many games. Mm-hmm. I play a little bit of a game, and then I move on to the next thing. Well, what's better than a service like Game Pass for something like that? Yo, it's perfect. Yeah. 
And, and I really do wish that Sony had uh, tried to compete a bit more. It doesn't seem like they're, I mean, they're in a position where they don't really need to. I understand. No, yeah, but that's, I understand but, but, why. that's when you, but that's when you should do stuff, you know, yeah. don't wait, don't wait until you need to. Yeah. Yeah, you know. I think they can. They could really set themselves up to be successful for the next generation if they were to announce. You know, hey, we'll we'll have day and date exclusives on PlayStation Now. PlayStation Now is also extremely expensive in comparison. Right, right. Uh, for what you get, I mean, yeah, you get a, a much larger library, but there's so much more trash in there too. Whereas yeah. it seems like Game Pass, you know, they've got about a hundred titles, if I'm not mistaken, and but they're generally all quality games. You know, uh, it's they're been, definitely and, well curated. You know, yeah. it's, it's not just like, oh, here's a whole bunch of filler. Right. There's uh, they, a lot of filler on PlayStation now. So I felt like I was wading through a bunch of shit to find a game that I was like, oh, yeah, I might I might be interested in playing this. Right. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Which no, I'm totally. all I'm all in on that. And I think also like with Microsoft coming, it sounds like they're about to announce their like Scarlet or whatever, you know, at E3 mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's I mean, the I think what I heard was there's going to be like a box that's purely a streaming box. Right, which I would be all in. That if, right. if that if that ends up happening, which it seems inevitable, that's going to happen. Uh, that's the kind of product that I would jump in on because I don't. I feel like with Xbox, I don't need to have as much as I would want if I were to buy one to get the One X, just because I've got you know this 4K TV. Yeah. I want. I'm. I have a PlayStation 4 Pro. I want to have yeah. the best visuals possible. Me but too. for for these games, especially if I'm just going to be playing them on Game Pass, I really don't care. Like. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want something to to jump in and experience those games and and jump in for a bit, jump out, and then maybe go back to my PlayStation library or my Nintendo Switch library. So uh, yeah, no, that that's why I like that's why I got the X also. I mean, because I have a 4K TV, I have a, you know I have an OLED 4K TV. Yeah, like, oh beautiful. I was like I, I was like, like I have to get a One X. I mean, I oh can't, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. Um, but I had I had the one before that, but I got I got a one. Um, when I had, it was like when it was way into the, it was like right before the X was announced, of course. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got, you know, I hadn't played like the new Gears games and and like I love Halo and I love mm -hmm. Gears of War. That was like enough for me at that point. Yeah. Just, like, I just really want to play those games. Yeah. Um, but PlayStation, I mean, you know, you can't argue against the the exclusives that playstation had over these last couple years i mean oh my gosh they've been on such a tear the yeah, last two, i mean you can't years. you can't that's why microsoft is so smart to like not even attempt that <laughs> you know to be like you know what we're gonna focus on this game service thing and this you know because our the exclusives are you know they're fine mm -hmm. but there's nothing even approaching you know god of war level right I think they're they're clearly setting up for next gen. I mean, with mm -hmm. the acquisitions they've made for oh, the yeah, studios, yeah. Obsidian and Ninja Theory, and uh, amongst others, um, and then of course, really evolving and um, marketing very well. Game Pass. Yeah, I think next next generation is going to be um, really exciting to see what what Microsoft ends up pulling out. So yeah, totally agreed. Yeah. So uh, on the same token of uh, of games like Crackdown that are in development for a long time, um, mm. some others that we were talking about earlier, Kingdom Hearts 3, uh, other games like Final Fantasy 15 or, or The Last Guardian. How do you think long development cycles affects games these days? So do you mean like the, the how does it affect the product or the reception? I mean, from either aspect, yeah. I more so think the product. But yeah, I think that there, there's also a, a reception issue. Yeah, I, and I was going to say, because that kind of goes back to that idea that we didn't used to know about stuff like this. 
Yeah. You know, when I had, I mean, back in the day, you'd get like the magazines, right? I mean, I uh-huh. loved my video game magazines. Me too. But you would find out a game was coming out like the week before it was out. Sometimes you'd be like, oh, I didn't even know that was a thing, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, or Definitely. I mean, and that's like me and you who were like tuned in and buying magazines. I mean, most a lot of people would just walk into the store and be like, oh, that looks cool. Yeah. You know, right, right. <laughs> now it's, you know, we have so much information, you know, when things get canceled and pushed. And so it's sort of, it has to kind of color your, the way you feel about it when it comes out. I mean, Kingdom Hearts 3 is a pretty extreme example of that, right? Mm-hmm. Well, how long was that in development for? Like, I want to say like 10 years. It's yeah, been, a, I mean, I mean it's it, crazy. It, it was originally supposed to be a PlayStation 3 game. I, I don't right. know that. So it's been a very long time. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, how can it not have an effect on on the end product of it, right? I mean, sure. if something is in development, if I work on anything for 10 years, it's obviously like changing shape and different people are coming in and coming out and all those kinds right. of things. But I mean, I haven't played Kingdom Hearts 3. So for you, I mean, do you feel like while you're feeling it, you feel the development cycle in there somewhere? <laughs> like, does I it... mean, it, it feels like an old game. It really yeah, does. It looks right. great, beautiful in terms of the graphics, but it feels very antiquated. It's this weird. Uh, I, I had an episode about last week where we reviewed it, but uh, it, it feels like you're playing in almost like a time capsule. Like uh-huh. you, you're 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 playing through something that really you can tell this was a product from you know, a previous generation that's just been up if you will. Um, yeah. But the, the gameplay still feels so old in comparison to what we're used to now in 2019 and modern gaming that uh, it's it's just hard because when you get into a development cycle that long, uh, I, like you said, people leave, different people come into the project, uh, ideas get just morphed into something completely different. Uh, and then technology changes and things advance, right. and now you're like, well, do we scrap everything that we had and start over and then restart this entire cycle or just keep going with what we have? And, I mean, clearly, most of the time, they just keep with what they've got and add on, you know, modern right. systems where they can. But, yeah, it, it that's definitely an extreme example. Same thing with uh, Final Fantasy fifteen though. That game was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, was announced in, like, 2007, if I remember. Oh, it was supposed to be a Final Fantasy versus thirteen. It was, like, going right. to be this whole like a uh, series around this, the 13 games. So, uh, and that obviously morphed into something completely different too, but a game that shipped completely unfinished. Uh, I mean, I went through that and I was pretty underwhelmed with the final product playing through and finishing the story. Uh, and then yeah. of course they have a bunch of DLC that comes out right. that really fills in a lot of those gaps that people are complaining about. And now if you get the complete edition or the Royal edition or whatever, it's a great game, but it took, you know, three years past the date of release for that to happen. Yeah, it's so weird. I mean, that seems to be a lot of where it's going. Like, you know, I'm I'm trying to be better at not having to buy games like the day they come out because yeah, you're starting to realize like, if you wait, I mean, sometimes you wait. I mean, isn't Anthem like on sale like crazy right now already somewhere? I think I read somewhere. I'm sure it is. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I I'm I've been paying attention to more of the. Uh, reception of it I, but i'm sure yeah it's on sale somewhere. I, I feel like i read somewhere oh in germany that i saw there's something <laughs> yeah like that's the day was. it came out it was like right, ten dollars right. less or something yeah i mean you really feel like a sucker these days when you buy games like the day they come out unless you're yeah. like you know unless you know i mean there's some games like you just know but if you wait you know a year in a lot of cases you're getting you know the version that has all the dlc in it and it's all fixed and all that kind yeah, of stuff right um but yeah it does like the last guardian i can talk about i played that one 
Mm-hmm. And that definitely felt the same thing. I was like, oh man, I feel like I'm playing like a barely a PlayStation 2 game. Mm-hmm. Just the way it controlled and everything. I mean, you know, it looked okay. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, for me, sometimes I don't care if a game feels old. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, we liked playing those games then. Everyone, I mean, remakes are a big thing now. Everyone loves oh, yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I get that. And then there's, there's always that like, Hey, you had, you know, 10 years and this is what you came up with, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. But that's so unfair. Cause like, you don't know what happened during those 10 years and you know, people who have no idea. I mean, I have a vague idea, not even of like what goes into the development of a, of a video game. Yeah. Oh, especially now. now. Gosh, now yeah. it's like those the the budgets for these things are uh, on par or, or even more than Hollywood movies. I mean, yeah. you've got uh, I mean writers and and directors and composers and yeah, uh, you know everything. I mean, the, yeah, they're huge undertakings to develop a AAA game now. So I I'm right there with you. I know it's it's a lot more than what's uh, you know um, revealed through the news and, and the press and stuff. So well, I read that was that Blood, Sweat, and Pixels. Yeah, by, Jason, uh, Jason, Sh- Jason Schreier. Yeah, that yeah. was that was great. And I have that, to I have to jump in there and read that. Yeah, you should read that, man. It's really good, and it really gives you like a very good insight into sort of the way that stuff goes, and like why sometimes things take so long, and all that kind yeah. of stuff. You know, yeah. um, it's really interesting, and you know, but people complain. People just like to complain about things, right? I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> this was this was out for so. Like, listen, you have a hundred other games that you could be playing right now. So, all right, mm-hmm. you know, so I just play something else. Right. Yeah. I think, uh, I think now I'm, it's hard for me too. I'm the same way with wanting to purchase day one and yeah. be in the conversation. And me too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's so much of how I've always played games. I always like to be, you know, I, when I was younger, I would, I'd be on game facts in the, in the forums, yeah, you know, me too. just chatting with everybody about <laughs> what's happening. And it's like, I enjoy that part of the games, but now it's like you, you really do benefit from waiting. And a lot of times when those those new uh, versions of the game come out that have all the DLC, the complete edition, the definitive edition, whatever, yeah. uh, then there's a whole new audience of people that are just jumping in then. So you kind of get to re-experience that initial wave, but in a second form and, and with a better product too. Yeah, totally. But I'm, I'm the same way. I mean, but you're, I mean, you're a video game journalist. Right. So you have to, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, you kind of have to be on top of that stuff. Yeah, but, that, but even as but even as that, I feel like you know, even your video game journal, it doesn't mean you cover like every single thing. Right? <laughs> no, definitely kinda, like, not. You still have to kind of have your niche. Yeah, yeah. I try. I try to be as broad as I can. But yeah, yeah. I mean that's part of the reason why I'm not focused on Xbox is because I, yeah. I just simply can't stretch that thin with everything that's coming out. You know? No, uh, of course. It's, it's hard <laughs> yeah. enough to to cover Nintendo and PlayStation. Yeah. Um, and and indie games uh as it is so <laughs> yeah I, I can't even i mean especially on the switch with like every week there's like a hundred indie oh games that come out <laughs> so <laughs> many so much so much garbage there too man. i'm sure i'm sure it's, i i can't even begin yeah so one one game that that i'm thinking of now as we're talking about long dev cycles is uh cyberpunk 2077 yeah, that's a good, game that yeah. we saw a long time ago i think 2013 is when we huh. saw a reveal for that uh, and it's 2019 now, and we still have no idea when that game's coming out. Uh, but I have a feeling, and I think most of the consensus is that that game's going to be good. So, I mean, yeah. I don't think necessarily long dev cycles are always a bad thing. Um, I, I think there's there's definitely companies that they're, they're a far more independent CD Projekt Red, so they don't have uh, financial 
burden right. on them, like a, a company like uh, EA or Activision's pushing these developers to get their game out as quickly as possible. And I think yeah. a lot of that has some bearing on how they end up being. But um, yeah, I, I think for most modern games, it seems like the ideal cycle or the dev time is is about four years. That seems like a good time to be able to get your product, uh, story, you know, pitch your story, write the story, get everything done, uh, and and really get a solid product out as far as the reveal to the actual release date. It seems like three to four years is kind of that sweet spot right now. Yeah, I mean that that sounds to me like it's it's it, it makes sense. You know, I again I don't I know more about this stuff than maybe like you know. A passerby <laughs> yeah um but still it, it's it's so hard because you just don't know what like you don't know what's going to happen i guess you know but with project red i mean those guys and they're a big subject in in blood sweat and pixels mm. are very much like their mission is like we're going to make the games are going to be good like we're not going to rush the situation because we need to get it out on a certain calendar we're going to mm-hmm. put the game out when it's good. And I mean, I was, I'm not, I have The Witcher 3. I have never even started it up. <laughs> I, own, I own it. Yeah. But it obviously has a giant, you know, following and, and gets a lot of respect. I, I don't think, I think whenever that cyberpunk game comes out, it's, it's going to be a big deal. Oh yeah, that's that's one that I'm extremely excited for. I love yeah. the the genre. I love the the era and the futurism and, and the, you know, the retro as well. Uh, yeah, it looks really cool. It looks fantastic. So I'm I'm uh, very excited for when we eventually get to play that. And I know it's going to do well. I think it's going to be uh, similar to like a Red Dead that that took a while to to come out, but also mm-hmm. ends up reviewing really well and, and ends right. up kind of pushing the genre forward in some way. But, uh, you know, a lot of games are are dead on arrival these days uh, when it comes to reviews. So it seems if a game isn't scoring in the mid 80s or 90s, now it often gets overlooked because there is so much out there. What are your thoughts on average games coexisting alongside these blockbuster genre defining experiences? Yeah, it's it's a really good question, and it's a thing that I've been thinking about this a lot recently. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. You're right. You're I mean, you're 100. Like it, a game has to get like usually 90s. Like you see when 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 IGN or somebody gives a game like 75 or you know mm-hmm. the equivalent of that. Yeah people go crazy right <laughs> they're like oh yeah ign's trash and they like, yeah they don't like anything anymore <laughs> yeah yeah it's like well 7.5 is not that's not bad no like you know what that means like to me that's like okay i can enjoy this game yeah it can distract me that that's crackdown for me yeah you know perfect. crackdown is a perfect 7.5 for me yeah and, I, and i'm okay with that because i can't always deal with these big games mm-hmm um, a game like um, you know, Red Dead is the perfect example of this, and I and I know that you know you and I again have talked about this before outside of outside of this. Mm-hmm. Perfect example for me. I I am not saying this to be funny. I literally fell asleep while I was playing Red Dead Redemption oh, Two. I had times where I, I was <laughs> beginning to. I'm not even joking. Yeah, I, I mean, you 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 almost get into a trance, but like, uh, yeah, I was like, gosh, some some games just really do put me to sleep legitimately yeah. now let's yeah. be fair i have two young i have a six-year-old and a one <laughs> and a one and a half year old yeah <laughs> you know i run a business gaming is hard for me by the time yeah. i get to like sit down and play a game for that game and i was for that game to be a game where i'm spending a half an hour riding a horse mm-hmm. like it's just it's i can't yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know so i need 
a game, you know, that is not that. Um, now that doesn't mean the game has to just be average though. Right. I mean, cause you can, you can then have a game like Ori. Mm-hmm. I could pick up and play that game and that game is easily, you know, a 90 and above. Right. Um, so just because a game is like easy to pick up and play doesn't mean that it has to just be average. Yeah. I but, mean, look but, at a game like Celeste. That's a, yeah. a great, great example yes, of a game exactly. that's pick up and play, but phenomenal. I mean, that's, that yes. truly is a, a, a genre defining masterpiece for, that style of game absolutely but i think the way reviews go a lot of the times like a game like god of war which Mm -hmm. maybe is not the best because that game really is so awesome yeah um (laughs) (laughs) but you know but like red dead or those kinds of games that are like you know these games that are changing video games right yeah Mm -hmm. that's awesome but for me i i liken it a lot of the times to like movies for Mm -hmm. for i was a film student so for the longest time I was all about those big, important movies, you know, that come out those Oscar winners and those sure. awesome things. But now, I, please just make me laugh. Like I don't, mm-hmm. wa- I don't want to be in that serious stuff right now. Yeah, you know, I, I think what happens is the way that games get reviewed sometimes, the criteria they're using, you know, it's like you can't hold this up against a Red Dead. Mm-hmm. That's not, it's not the same thing. So like a game like Crackdown, yeah, it's an open world game. But that does, that's the only thing it has in common with Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> right, I mean? right. Yeah, very so different. To com- so to compare it to that and say open world games have come so far, so why is this game allowed to exist? Well, because they've come so far that now they're so boring. <laughs> they're they're, they're, they're yeah. tedious. <laughs> they're tedious to me so big i mean the the worlds now are just so big like you yeah. mentioned 30 minutes riding on a horse to get from one place to another is not fun i mean some people yes. may enjoy that but that's not fun yeah and why and i guess there's a place for that i guess mm-hmm. you know i mean i think widely red dead was lauded and it's you know it, it had the unfortunate circumstance of being in the same year as god of war so it didn't win like as many game of the year things i guess Mm-hmm. but i mean still everybody pretty much and that game's gonna be i mean red dead's gonna be a huge thing for years and years and years yeah with its online and all that crap mm-hmm. <laughs> but for me i'm like i can't play this game i can't like i cannot get invested enough in a game like that right now right and people i think are gonna miss these games that they would otherwise have fun with because they're so concerned with getting the game that everyone loves and Mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff yeah and on the flip side it seems with a game that is an average game um it, it it's harder to justify spending your time especially you yeah. and uh being so busy and every, me as well everybody i mean we're as you get yeah, older you're gonna be, bu- yeah of course you're busy you've got a lot of uh of stuff to do uh it, it it's harder to like justify spending time with uh these average experiences or, or games that are deemed bad uh, yeah. when they're when you do have such a large backlog like you've got you you know you've got the witcher 3 which is a, a fantastic game i have i've not played it either so i don't have much <laughs> yeah. insight there but i know as far as like how it's been received it, it's a it's one of the best open world games of uh ever you know yeah right um, and it, it's hard to, to to play a game uh and spend a lot of time in a game when you have a game in your backlog that you know is good or, or know it yeah. should be good. You know what I think though? I, and this is something I've had to think about a lot is 
you have to know what your thing is, right? So mm-hmm. again, I have every system, I have all the things, and my problem historically has been like I want all the new things for everything. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, but when you do that, it's like then, you know, then I wind up buying which I didn't, but like for example, like then I wind up buying Fallout 76, right? Right. Oh, but man. I don't like that genre of game. So mm-hmm. why am I trying to force myself to play that game? You know, <laughs> so that's the thing is like, if I'm going to play an, a game that's like maybe not this big blockbuster game, I just have to know my genre. Like, all right, so racing games are, are cool for that mm-hmm. when I'm not in the mood for to like get all involved in a story and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So go get the best racing game. You know, you don't don't play like the crappy racing game. <laughs> <laughs> you know which i know there's plenty of those oh yeah you know but i love those i love racing games like in card games and stuff like that for that exact reason that i can play that i can get good mm-hmm. at a game like that without needing to spend hours and hours and hours and hours yeah that makes sense but yeah, something, like, it, something like crackdown i like i liked when open world games were like that mm-hmm. so i'm cool with it being you know stuck in that the 2007 open world because that's when I liked open world games. Now I can't get, I, I try. I, I, Assassin's Creed Odyssey is an exception. I loved that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I just, but, I just picked that up. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I put it down right before uh, Kingdom Hearts came out, but I, I yeah. intend to go back and finish it because. Yeah, no, I've, I haven't finished it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a long game. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I haven't finished it, but for me, <laughs> for me, it, it felt more manageable, you know, and Spider-Man sure. also, Spider-Man also was, an open world game where I felt like the collectibles were manageable, mm-hmm. the side quests were manageable. And that's why so many people were hundred percenting it and platinuming it, mm-hmm. which is good. That's awesome. Yeah. Why, why do these games have to be so big? <laughs> yeah, that was a great size. I mean, just overall experience, Perfect. getting everything Perfect. done in 25 hours and, and have a platinum. That's wonderful. That was the absolute perfect length for an open world game for me yeah and i wish more people would more studios would do that and now i'm worried for spider-man 2 they're gonna be like this one is a hundred million times bigger (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna be like why (laughs) (laughs) you know yeah there's definitely a place for those kind of like contained open world games that that aren't so sprawling yeah it's fun i mean i I loved going and getting all the backpacks and all that stuff Mm -hmm. to me and then the reward for it being like practical like i i got the collectible and i got a suit because of it yeah and that and that affects the game itself right like i was, was going brilliant. around collecting stuff just so i can you know have a new outfit that mm-hmm. doesn't do anything mm-hmm. I, that's not me you know i don't care about that yeah well uh, it seems that a lot of games i mean games in general as a as a medium they're a subjective experience and everybody interprets them differently right so take a game like Red Dead Redemption 2, for instance. Yeah. This was one of the highest reviewed games of last year. Uh, and, and I couldn't push myself through it and finish it, and yourself included, uh, because I myself didn't find it fun. I just didn't yeah. enjoy the experience. Um, but now it seems like the conversation surrounding that game's taken a bit of a different direction with a lot of people jumping on the not fun bandwagon and tearing it right. down a bit. Yeah. What is your what's your take on a polarizing game like Red Dead Redemption? <laughs> you, know what I, you know what I think happened with Red Dead Redemption Two is that <laughs> every like you couldn't say that you didn't like that game when that game when that when that game first came out. I mean yeah. that was this is the best thing that has ever happened to video yeah. games. Right? <laughs> yeah, that was and definitely one, the yeah. conversation at first. <laughs> and then what's cool is you know one of the I listened to like I said a ton of video 
I drive mm-hmm. a lot. I drive a lot. Mm-hmm. So I, I have a lot of time for podcasts. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kind of Funny Games is probably like one of my favorite sort of. Same. Yeah. Yeah. They're great. I, I love those. I think those guys are great and they have good insights. They have a good variety of opinions. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Greg Miller didn't like it. No, he was like one of the first people to kind of poo poo. Yeah. <laughs> and he and that was like, all right. And that was before I had played it. Yeah. But because I tend, I, I, not that I agree with everything that he says or anything, mm-hmm. but, but he's, he's honest. Mm-hmm. And when I started to pick it up and play it, I was like, oh, I see everything he's saying. Mm-hmm. And that would be okay if I was having fun at the same time. Sure. Yeah. But I wasn't. And his, I like, I like Grand Theft Auto. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm into it. I have fun with those games. I've, I've, I've finished probably all of those except five. I, I, ha- I never actually finished five. Yeah. Um. But could be, and here's why: because Roundabout Four <laughs> was when they started with the, you got to call your cousin and you got to go on a date and you got to oh, do all these yeah. things. Yeah. Where now I'm managing another life right yeah yeah it's and it's less 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 about a just kind of an open world sim sandbox yeah. and it's more yeah that's not fun no you know <laughs> that that's where four almost lost me with grand theft auto because it lost a little bit of the fun mm-hmm. and that's exactly the problem right it it's like trading in on grand theft auto specifically like three was so zany and it was such a big thing mm-hmm. it was more arcadey yes felt. yes and the mm-hmm. fun of it was like look how cool i can do all this like stupid stuff and then mm-hmm. san andreas too oh man san andreas was wonderful. Oh, loved it and vice great, city oh. vice city was good too. so good all so good and then <laughs> four four was good too but it's i tried to be too real yeah that's that's actually where i lost me i i got four and I, I i had actually to be honest i've never finished any rockstar games i just yeah i, I get that I played, though yeah, I play them, I enjoy them for a, a bit, and then I end up just kind of dicking around in yeah. whatever in Grand Theft Auto, you know, stealing cars, trying to rack yeah. up a, a big uh, star Putting account. in the codes. I yeah, mean, just, yeah, exactly. Kind of. I, I, I put in like- <laughs> Grand Theft Auto, that, those games, uh, those are like immediate cheat code. I, I don't even wait. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, this is going to be fun. Like a lot of games, you're like, oh, do the like cheaty thing. Right. It's it's really cool that they still have cheat codes in their games though. I mean, let me let me let me yeah. give that let me give that to them. I mean that that's that's a lost a lost thing. Yeah, I don't know anybody else who does besides them. To be honest, like, why why not? Those that was so fun. Remember like yeah. getting the cheat codes. Oh, oh yeah, just infinite money and yeah, all the all so the weapons. <laughs> but um, but anyway, sorry. But but back to the back to the <laughs> to your to your question though. Yeah, like that was where it started for me. Grand Theft Auto Four is where the tide turned. I feel like, and that was a big a genre advancing game. Yeah. It was a big deal, that game. And then after that, now that's the kind of what we're in. Red Dead to me feels like I'm playing the life of somebody in the old West. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's an achievement because that seems to be like what it's been trying to go towards, right? Like let's get these open world games to be as close as you like actually living this experience as you possibly can get. Mm -hmm. But that's fucking boring oh man so i so i i tried the first like i don't know five to ten hours of the game i was like 
what is this? Like, this is so slow. And then <laughs> right. for like, I, I something clicked with me for a sitting where I, I started to actually like role play as that character, which I right. do. Like, I understand these role playing games. That's like some people really do get in and, and role play that character. And I was right. like, I guess like I, so I heard something on a podcast where they're like, you know, I started to really like imagine that I was. Arthur I heard Morgan. that too. I heard and I was too. like, I was like, huh, interesting. Like I've, you know, I understand yeah. that's like the name of the genre, but I've never gone that deep into it. Yeah, so, it's funny. I never thought about that. Yeah. Either. So I approached the game differently when, for a couple sittings and I was like, you know, uh, imagining that I was actually like this cowboy and playing this cowboy's life. And for a moment, it was a little more enjoyable and the the mundane tasks didn't feel so bad because yeah. I understood that that's just how things were back then. But then I like, I snapped out of it and I was like, I, what am I doing? Like, this is, this is still not fun. Like I, I, I just had such a different idea of what Red Dead Redemption 2 was going to be uh, that it was kind of a disappointment when I yeah. actually got in there. Yeah. And then, so I think what happened was the game comes out, everyone loves it. And then after a while, it starts to become more okay to have a dissenting opinion. Yeah. On that, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm in a I'm in a, a group on Facebook for it's called Gaming Dads. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a great community. It's like 30,000 dads who game. Oh, that's cool. And it's yeah, it's very cool. It's it's a it's a really like positive one too. It's not there's not much, you know, of the vitriol you see in a lot of these things. Yeah. Um and this topic came up on there the other day and there were a, a lot I would say more and, and and it makes sense with the community that you're talking about. I would say more of them were being negative about Red Dead than they were being positive. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, again, it makes sense because you're talking about fathers. You're talking about people who whose gaming time is is limited by you know when they can hide from their kids for the right, right. time. Right, right. This is not a game for dads, no. <laughs> you know. No. Um, so it makes sense, but I think now it's it, as time has gone by, it's it's become more acceptable to to have criticisms of the game. I. I I understand that it's uh, it's listen. I have a one X, like I said, on a on a beautiful TV. It looks phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. It's an absolute achievement as far as that's concerned. And oh, I'm sure. sure that it is. It's likely probably to be the pinnacle of of that genre. Mm-hmm. But I just don't. I can't. It's too. It's boring to me. I pick up a game. I don't want to live real life. You know, mm-hmm. I want to blow things up. I want to drive fast cars. I want to do things that I can't do. Yeah, <laughs> in, right. In real, Otherwise, in real life. <laughs> yeah. And, and also, yeah. I'm stressed out. I want to escape, escape. I do not want to, like, worry about how much money I have in a video game. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know I mean? managing I'm worried so enough about that in real life. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Totally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man! Well, with something like Red Dead as well, I mean, for a while, um, I, I know we mentioned earlier just the uh, idea of not finishing games. Uh, that was like my my mo for so long in uh, yeah. growing up because I would get so many games, I'd buy so many games, and I just never finish them. And a lot yeah. of my friends would kind of give me shit at like, you know, they're not buying every single game. You know, why don't you ever finish a game? Like you you get these games, you play them, and you just never finish. So. Then I started kind of switching, especially as games got m- way more narrative focused. Yeah. Uh, I started to really make sure that I played it all the way until the end. You know, games like The Last of Us, game like Bioshock, uh, mm-hmm. these games that really were uh, a turning point for storytelling in, in the medium. Uh, so then I was very adamant about finishing games when I bought them and still trying to play everything. Um, and, and so I've kind of carried that mentality forward because I really do now these games are are such big projects, such big budgets, such big, 
experiences to go through that I want to make sure that I see it through to the end. Uh, so so now I feel bad if I don't finish a game. Right. Uh, but a game like Red Dead Redemption 2, I just look at it and it's this it's looming. It's this mountain cliffside that yeah, I'm staring yeah. up at to, to try and finish. And uh, I, I feel like, you know, obviously I, I'm I'm not. I'm not obligated to finish this game. Yeah, I already paid for it, and I feel like I want to get my money's worth. But um, I, I, I just feel like now, especially now with so many, so many good games out there, and and so many average games that are fun, it's like what you don't have to, you're, you don't have to finish every game. And I, I yes. feel like I'm kind of realizing that again. That you know now I, I've been pushing myself so hard to finish games that I don't have to do that anymore, especially with these these huge games yeah you know man same i have been mentally getting myself to a place where you know i'm okay with i played that game for a few hours and then i picked up something else yeah because you know what maybe that's just the way that i play games you know like yeah like sometimes sometimes i'll be uh you know some some a part of an element of my actual job I, i i i run a tutoring business and sometimes i do uh online tutoring and i'll that's like I'll be in my basement. So I have a gaming PC and, you know, I have all this awesome stuff. I have so many games on Steam, obviously. Oh my gosh, me too. I mean, I that's that's the ever... worst. That's no. the worst example of, because <laughs> yeah. that you can see it so clearly. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. my God, I don't, I don't want to look at this. No. Um, but I'll, you know, the other day, like I, I, I put XCOM 2 up for like a little while right in between my sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, I had never played that before. And I, I was like, let me see what this, let me see what this is about. And I played it a little bit and I, I enjoyed my session with it. I haven't gone back to it since. I don't yeah. plan on necessarily picking it up, you know, but like when you have a, a, cat, a catalog of a hundred, whatever more, I mean, a hundred, I'm, I'm lying. It's at least like two to 300 on Steam. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I, but the cool thing with Steam is you can like label it, you know, so I'll play a game for a little while and be like, all right, I kind of enjoyed this game. Maybe pick it back up again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you can sample games and you can try out different things and you don't have to feel like you have to finish everything. Right. Um, but you also just have to be okay with the fact that you spent all this money. And mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's why I think stuff like you know, Game Pass and even um Origin on PC is actually pretty cool. Their their premium uh yeah. subscription. Yeah. So I, I actually I decided this year, like I, I really don't want to buy games. Like I have enough games to play as it is. Mm-hmm. And if I'm looking for something new, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go through Game Pass or I'm gonna go through Origin. I have both of those. I have, mm-hmm. I also have humble bundle, you know, of course I have all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. I, I'm going to be okay with those things, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. for, for this That's year. Tons of content. Yeah. <laughs> I hope, man. I don't know. And then you see these games coming out and you're like, uh, I know I, I, that's hard. I mean, just, just because of how, how you've been used to consuming games in the past. It's, I, yeah, well, I really, it, it's, it's a thing too. Of I've been like this my whole life mm-hmm. when I was a kid. All I wanted was video games. Mm-hmm, me too. And so, and my family and my grandma would spoil me so hard with these video with video games. I would get all of them, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. or whatever I wanted. Yeah. And then, as, like I said, as you get older, and now I have a job, and now I'm you know I'm doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Like I, you're, it's like you're. I'm still that kid who wanted every Nintendo game, mm-hmm. but now I have a job. <laughs> And I don't have to wait for somebody to get them for me. And I don't have to wait for Christmas or wait for whatever, you know? Yeah. I can just buy it and and talk about how easy they've made it for us. Oh, my pe- God. People who are addicted to these things. Just digital downloads everywhere. Uh, it's just instant gratification, man. And and the fact that you can, I can be like out somewhere and buy a game 
and have it downloaded and ready for me to play by the time I get home. Oh, it's beautiful. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's too easy. It's way too easy. Well, you mentioned uh, being an adult, having a full-time job, having yeah. kids. Uh, there's so much, so much, so many more commitments that that we've got these days. Uh, and that means there's less time for games, of course. Yeah. What type of games do you find yourself playing nowadays? What do you what do you gravitate towards when you don't right. have a lot of time? Well, one of the coolest things, and we talked about this before, is that you know now that my daughter is six, mm-hmm. she has she gets into video games too. Mm-hmm. And you know you're like, oh well, she's six, so of course, like we have to start with you know like the Disney game and all those, <laughs> kinds, those kinds of things. But um, <laughs> but now you know it's so funny for the for the first. I don't know, maybe even six months or so that I had the Switch, maybe even more. My daughter didn't even know that it existed. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, yeah, well, because I, she was a little, like it wasn't quite in her place yet. Like she wasn't ready for that yet, I don't think. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, we got, uh, the first one she started with was um, tennis, Mario, the Mario tennis game that came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and because there was the like, you know, she could play it by swinging the controller and, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was really fun. And then now, then the coolest thing, she and I played through the uh, Crash Bandicoot remaster. We played all three of them uh, together. We played straight through. Those are hard games, man. I know. Well, I mean, they're very hard. I I did big swaths of it, you know, and she did little things, but but it was, but it was cool because she liked watching it and, you know, Mm -hmm. she was into it. And those are games that I, um, I loved, you know, mm-hmm. in their original forms. Yeah. So, you know, stuff like that. And then now with, with being able to do that with her is, is, is awesome. And now, you know, we'll play uh, like Mario Party she's big into. Uh, she likes Just Dance, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. But, um, but the Mario stuff is, is, is Mario Party is great. So that, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm able. And the other thing that's really cool about that too is my, um, my grandfather and I, uh, my grandfather until he until like shortly before he passed um played video games oh wow he loved them he was big into zelda like i could when he was like 70 something years old i like bought him the newest zelda game you know for whatever oh, like shit. he for a game yeah it was awesome and that was That's something great. that and that was something that we always did together you know when when i was a kid yeah, yeah. and so it's a really great like you're like, oh, I have kids, so I can't play video games. But that's not true. Like I can. T- Great thing is that it's a really cool bonding time with your kids, because mm-hmm. um, you know you're playing Mario Party, but you're talking and about other stuff, you know. Yeah. And so it's it's a great and if you're a gamer, you know you get to scratch a little bit of the itch. Yeah. Um, while you're playing, I mean, obviously, you know, if I'm if when I have my own time, I'm not picking up Mario Party usually. Yeah. But it's it's still fun. It's, that's a really fun game. Oh, it's great. Yeah, it's perfect for casual, you know, casual gamers, people who don't typically yeah. play games. That's a great game to jump into. Yeah. So in that respect, that's what I I gravitate toward. But for my own like personal gaming, um, it's again, it's a lot of pick up and play stuff. Like Ace Combat is a random game. You know, like I I don't I didn't even know anything about it before. Yeah. But I loved uh, Crimson Skies on Xbox. Xbox, yeah, I remember that. That was like a launch yeah. title, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a cool oh, game, and it was like an airplane fighting, airplane kind of fighting, mm-hmm. super arcadey. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just fun flying and shooting. Like it, you know, it's it's like the same thing as the uh, 
on in Battlefront, the the I don't know, I forget what the mode is called, but when you're the space when you're in space with the spaceships, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, um, that was my favorite mode in that game too. Mm-hmm. Like I just like that kind of stuff, like arcadey f- flying, um, that and so like that kind of pick up and play fun stuff, and then so like on the Switch, like I said, Tetris ninety nine. Yeah, um, I'm I'm playing through the uh, new Super Mario Brothers uh, U on there. Nice. Um, I played that on the Wii U, but I don't remember it very well. Yeah, I I played through it as well. I still have it on Wii U, but uh, yeah. I, I I've been tossing the idea of picking that back up too, just to play through it again. I love. Pl- I mean, I really like platform. That's my mm-hmm. you know Mega Man games. Mm-hmm. Um, those were my games, man. Like you talk about Pokemon, like when. Like Mega Man Two, I would stay up until like three o'clock in the morning as a as an eight year old. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just <laughs> playing Mega Man. I was a I was obsessed with Mega Man. Uh huh. So that kind of game has always kind of been my thing. Like I like first person shooters. I can get into them. Mm-hmm. Like I have Metro Exodus on my PC. Yeah, and that one I've been kind of trying, but I can't get what this freaking epic games launcher nonsense <laughs> that if you're going to do all that like how come my controller doesn't work with the with the game you know what i mean like yeah it's this whole big thing and now i have to like launch it through steam like put mm-hmm. the shortcut into steam mm-hmm. but then still the controller doesn't work it doesn't recognize the controller it's like i can't and i suck with a keyboard i cannot oh, play with yeah, a mouse I'm, and keyboard same i'm, I'm terrible <laughs> yeah i'm so it's bad not that, at that. I, i'm sure it is a better more precise way to control but i i can't figure I, it out I, I feel like a robot moving when i'm doing that like my <laughs> dude doesn't they're not fluid you know they're I, just like, yeah <laughs> i feel like i'm like trying to like i'm playing the piano you know like i can't <laughs> like that's why that's why i could never play the piano i can't get my hands to do like independent things like that <laughs> you know it's just so weird to me yeah <laughs> and then like i can't get it into my head it's like press e to do this i'm like yeah. I, can't, I don't know where e is Right. I can um, type I can type just fine, but oh, when, me when, too. I, yeah. when I'm when I have my hands on the orientation the W A S D or whatever, yes. I lose all context yeah. of the keys are at. I even I even have like a fun like I have a game lighting up right now and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um but I don't know. it asked me if I wanted the effects for Discord. I was like, Yeah, all right. <laughs> um so now it's like lighting up and stuff. Oh, but nice. um but yeah. So like I like first person shooters. Yeah. I like third person adventure games more though. Yeah, that's like that's you know, like I a like, like an Uncharted or Tomb Raider. I still haven't played the latest Tomb Raider. I have that one queued up. That's a fun one. It's it's a good playthrough. That's I, a, you know what, man? That's yeah. a really good example of a game that probably got like worse. Like the reviews were middling, and it came yeah. out. Of, it came out of the time. Like, it was like seventy-five yeah. to eighty, I think, yeah. for the the meta score. But I loved the first two, and I have the third one. But I let the fact that the scores were like that, like, make me push it off. Yeah. I just rented that one actually. Uh, I've been leveraging Redbox a lot more for th- those kind of experiences. I try to do that, but then I always wind up keeping it too long. And, yeah, you know, it's like I don't they, have Yeah, that's true. I mean, it, you, I, I usually time it up when I know I'm going to have a solid day to try and play through. Or yeah. Now I've noticed they have like a three day like deal for seven bucks. So if I know, oh, I've got a day off coming up, or I've got you know early shifts or something that I can swing it. I might jump in. That's my plan with Resident Evil 2 is to do it that way because that is such a co- short campaign, you know? Yeah. Uh, be able to get through hopefully both stories within t- 12, 15 hours and 
hopefully I can get that done during that red box time or at least get an idea of what that game's about. But I did that with uh, the last guardian. I'm sorry, not the last guardian uh, shadow of the Colossus earlier uh, right. last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like a, a game that I wanted to play, but I didn't want to drop full price on Yeah, uh, because I know it is a smaller experience and that was a great game to rent. So yeah, I rented uh, tomb Raider. I think I ended up keeping it for, I don't know, probably like four days. I didn't play it every day, but uh, you, you know, spending 12 bucks versus whatever, 60 bucks is, uh, is a great way to jump into those like mid-level games. Yeah. That, uh, the first of this newest Tomb Raider trilogy was, oh, was fantastic. So that, good. That blew I, me away. I played that game. It's so funny. That was like pretty, that game came out, uh, pretty shortly after my, my first daughter was born. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played that game to completion basically with my daughter on my shoulder oh, as- wow. asleep. Like she, yeah. she would sleep, she would sleep the whole time, but I would just sit there and play games. So when, when you're a dad, when you, when you first have a kid and you're a gamer, you're like, Oh, I've, I'm never going to be able to play games. You play. So you are able to play so many video games when your kid is first born. Yeah. Cause they sleep a lot. So you just put right. them on, you just put them on you and you play. That was like one of my most productive gaming times. <laughs> <laughs> that was when I finished Tomb Raider. I, I, I that was when I was, I was playing Sonic racers transformed. That was a oh, yeah. great That's game. A fun one. Yeah. I got, I got so good at that during, during that time. Yeah. But like, but so those are the kinds of experiences now that I'm like, if I can pick up and play this, it's arcadey. I, but mm-hmm. it like has some kind of progression to it. Yeah. I lo- and and third person games are I definitely prefer um to for I got, like I have Call of Duty. Yeah. Because like, you know, you have to have Call of Duty. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I don't care about like I I like zombies. I love yeah. the zombie modes. I love when they go like nuts and there's like random celebrities in it and stuff like Yeah. The key for Sutherland and like Helena Bonham Carter is in it. Like what? What? <laughs> Why is she in Call of Duty Zombies? Like <laughs> that's so fun. Like that yeah. to me is fun. But then like I can't with Blackout because people are too good at it. Mm-hmm. That's why I can't get into battle royales. I have students again who tell me they're like play Fortnite, man. Play Fortnite. <laughs> Yeah. For a while, for a while, not anymore. Now it's not cool to play Fortnite anymore. But when it was cool, <laughs> um, at least for high school kids, yeah. Um, I picked it up and played it twice, and I was like, mm-hmm. I can't. Like, I died in five seconds. Yeah, the building's so tough. That's not fun. No, man. Yeah, <laughs> I was good at like Modern Warfare because that was when I was younger and I was able to sit there and play it. Right now, the game comes out. I have it that day. I'm playing it the day it comes out and people mm-hmm. are like prestige or whatever you call it. You know? Yeah. Like, I can't do this. <laughs> I know it's, it's hard, man, especially those like twitchy first person shooters. Like they're fun and I do enjoy jumping in and playing, but I understand I'm not at the same level as right. these 14, 15 year old kids that have like the godlike reflexes. Uh, just, you know, I'm, I'm almost 30. Like that's just not my, my brain doesn't move that quickly anymore. I'd rather play the campaigns. So when, sure, you know, when, yeah. when, when Call of Duty doesn't have a campaign, yeah, it's a that's tough. why I'm playing. That's why I'm playing the zombie stuff. Right. And, and I'll play battle. I have battlefield cause I have origin. I'll play, right. I'll play that. Yeah. I um, find those, that I'm, those are cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're, they're fun. Just, you know, short contained seven, eight hour campaign, something like yeah. that. That's yeah. People get, are always like, fixed. yeah, when they get, when they get reviewed, it's like, well, really the real star, all the multiplayer. I'm like, not, not for me. It's not. 
Yeah. You know, for well, me, that's that I can't with multiplayer. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. To, I, turn, I turn that off, man. Yeah. I find now I'm I'm gravitating a, a lot more towards indie games. I just because I, I really do appreciate that uh, creativity that's coming from a lot of these smaller studios. And they're really they're trying things that a lot of the AAA developers are not doing for probably financial yeah. reasons. Uh, they're sure. taking a lot more risk. But I'm, I'm also finding that these are a lot smaller easier to pick up and play experiences too that that lend well to uh being an adult and somebody that doesn't have an extraordinary amount of time to play through like a a game i just played through uh recently uh gris that came out at the end of last year yeah 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 beautiful indie game um like i saw you put you you, po you posted about that a lot i saw that yeah. you actually yeah that was a, a game thing. yeah that was a game that was uh about five hours if i recall four to five hours so perfect mm -hmm. just small you know pick up and play in a, a few sessions uh but so good i mean just a beautiful game in so many ways uh and and a game like celeste even that came out last year another very short game i think 10 hours was what it, what it took me to get through celeste in a handful of mm -hmm. sittings those are perfect games for uh for for folks that are busy so indie yeah game, and um uh, the messenger that was really cool oh my gosh i love the messenger yeah that was one of my favorite games of last year um and and a game that super easy to pick up and play it's hard it's hard as shit at times and yeah uh, it it's is. gonna challenge you and you're gonna get so is so is celeste celeste is okay. hard celeste is very hard oh yeah. my goodness gracious yeah they're but they're they're still fun and and they're yeah. games that you can especially uh man with the switch being able to just power it down and then put it in sleep mode and uh jump back in at, get right at back a moment's up, yeah. notice brilliant i love that so yeah that, i think those which are, is great for that stuff the, those mm -hmm. games are that was the other oh, dead cells that was really cool yes dead cells um, is great I there's a ton, games of, ton of games on on switch that i jump between uh i've been playing enter the gungeon uh recently which is another uh kind of twin based shooter yeah I was gonna, that, that's, game. That's, a, that's a twin stick shooter. i love those games too yeah super fun uh there's there's so much on there i'm playing through wargroove right now which is kind of a i heard uh, about that too yeah i uh kind of wanted to scratch that strategy itch so pick that I up jason, i think through. jason Trier was talking about that too because I, I, I listened to all the, the kotaku run yeah. and yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're so good. Oh, super good. Yeah, it's um, it's it's a it's a good little game. It's um, you know, it's not super in depth as far as the story goes, but if you're looking for just a turn based strategy game in the vein of like uh Advanced Wars or Fire Emblem, it's a it's twenty bucks. It's not a not a bad game. You're so you're you said you're almost thirty? Yeah, I'm twenty nine. So you're you're ten years younger than I am. So what was your sorry to turn the tables on you for a second. Oh no, what, no. What, 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 what was your you know, I'm an interview. I'm an interviewer too. Uh, what was your first system? Uh, my first system that I owned was a Sega Genesis. Okay, cool. All right. Early '90s. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you were? Did you did you play? Were you like Mortal Kombat and stuff? Yeah, Mortal Kombat, Sonic the Hedgehog, um, a bunch of those like shitty yeah. licensed games. That do you remember? The, do you remember the blood code for Mortal Kombat? I don't remember the blood code because that wasn't <laughs> on. It was they already had blood on uh, the Genesis. That was only on Super Nintendo, if I recall. But I think didn't you have to put the code in though? Like it, you could get it on Genesis. Mm, I don't. I don't remember now. But, I thought. I thought the Genesis version was just like blood right from. Oh, the it definitely had the blood. But I remember. I just yeah. remember putting in A B A C A B B. No. Um, may, <laughs> I don't know them. <laughs> but um, so you didn't come in too late then. I mean, because like mine was Nintendo. No. Yeah. Did was your dad a gamer or something? 
No, he wasn't. Um, he, I've tried to get him to play games throughout throughout my life, but no, he yeah. never was a gamer. I mean, my mom played like you know, Galaga and the arcades and stuff, and Pac Man, yeah, yeah. and they, they, they're, they're, she's pretty proficient at like arcade style games like that. That's but funny. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was like, I got into gaming just on my own, really. Huh. My mom used to play Tetris on Game Boy. Oh, okay. Like nice. all night, like all night long. She would, she she was like, you know, she would have the dreams, you know, like the. Oh yeah, dude. Okay, so that <laughs> that just happened to me for the yeah, first time. Yeah, the Tetris dream. Oh really? Like, it's the first time. Uh, yeah, because I didn't really, I didn't really play Tetris a whole lot growing up, and so <laughs> yeah. now that I've been playing so much damn Tetris '99, I was like having a conversation with my dad the other day, and I'm I'm literally seeing the blocks like falling. Yeah, into yeah. I was like, this That's is this thing. is it, dude. This is the thing I read. That's about. a that is that is absolutely a thing. I used That's to get so the thing all the time. Yeah, that's so that's so interesting. So you're only ten years behind, but I guess because you started. That's interesting. Mm. So then, you but you, did you go back? Like, do you play retro stuff? Oh yeah, I went back and played NES games. Uh, I mean, growing up, there was friends and family members that had like NES, so I got sure exposed to those games that way. And then I went on my own, uh, kind of in the, I want to say like the late '90s, early 2000s. Uh -huh. I was probably early 2000s. Like whenever. Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, actually, like my, first, then, yeah. my first Final Fantasy game was eight. So that was. Uh, oh, that was, wow. Yeah, I didn't play seven. I got a PlayStation later. I got a oh, PlayStation actually when the PS1 came out, the small one, the like got real yes. mini version. Yes. So that was when I got a PlayStation. Uh, but I had an N64 as well. I never mm -hmm. owned a Super Nintendo until like 2001. I actually went and bought one on eBay just because I had grown up playing it everywhere. Yeah, I mean, right. all my friends had Super Nintendo and I was weird because I, I considered myself a Nintendo person. I guess once I once I had an N64, I was like all in because I had a Game Boy yeah. and everything too. So right. I was like all in on Nintendo, but I just felt like Super Nintendo was a, a console I never owned myself. Mm. So I went back and bought it and it was like super expensive when I bought it because it was... Oh man, before the retro console. Yeah, exactly. So now I'm like, oh boy, looking back, it's yeah. I, spent, I think I spent like $300 getting a Super Nintendo with like, you know, it's all so the cool, good games. Though. I had a, yeah. all, the, all the stuff boxed up, like, you know. Yeah. Some, like, some of the games I got were still shrink-wrapped, which is wild. Like That's so cool. F-Zero and like some of the Donkey Kong. Oh, F-Zero so. was awesome. Yeah. My, uh, um, you know, it was crazy was that in my house... Like I told you, my grandfather played video games. He, and mm -hmm. I, I lived with my grandparents. So yeah. my, gran my grandfather always got the Nintendo. So like I had Genesis, he had Super Nintendo. Okay, yeah. So like, it's so weird. Like I didn't play all the games on Super Nintendo, yeah. even though it was in my house. Yeah. Um, because it was his. Right. <laughs> so it's like, it's so weird, right? Yeah. I mean, not, not like he wouldn't let me play it, but like, you know, I just, I just was like, I'd be in my room. I wouldn't be, you know. Right. You gravitated towards your own console. Right. Yeah. So mm -hmm. they were, I always, but so Super Nintendo, I didn't play too much of that, but I, I did go back with that too. I think that with Nintendo is so great with the, with the, um, the thing they have now with where you can play the NES games on the Switch. I mean, oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's super annoying that if you bought them all on the virtual console and you can't, you know, that, that's super annoying. Mm -hmm. Um, but, I, it was so great that they threw Super Mario Three up as one of the first ones. That mm -hmm. is, I I think that might be my favorite game of all time. I think it might be. Wow, yeah, <laughs> it might be. It's hard for it's, me to say. A, that's a good one. I mean, that I think for just the old school Super Mario games, I think Super as, Mario yeah. World is probably my my go to. That and on, under and I get that. And yeah. I think I think it's I think it's again like it, there's a timing thing, right? Like Super yeah. Mario Three. That's that's where I think you and I are gonna 
be different as far as like our mm -hmm. era, our eras are concerned. I mean, to be <laughs> fair, the the best the best cartridge was that uh, Super Mario All Stars plus Super Mario World. Yeah, that yeah, on Super that's, Nintendo that yes. had they, like they re remade or remastered or whatever yes. Super Mario Brothers one, two, three, and they had World on there and the Lost Levels. That that yeah. is actually I think how I primarily played the original Super Mario Brothers games was actually from that cartridge. Yeah, not I not mean on an NES. You got to imagine like. I was taking it like the leap from, you know, we were playing like Atari games and things like that mm -hmm. to like Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. Like when you played Super Mario Brothers in your house, it was like the most amazing thing that had ever happened. <laughs> oh, yeah, I bet. And then the fact that it jumped from that to what three was in such a short amount of time. Mm hmm was at was i mean you can't imagine like i mean you can kind of imagine <laughs> it's a big but jump though i mean i just it is looking think at about the games. over like the overworld and yeah. the, you know, the re retaining items and you know you select like that's mm -hmm. just you know, the color palette alone yeah that's so the same that's the same system like that's, that, that's insane you know yeah yeah um and three just like exploded things and as far as like a, a pure like platforming Mario game, like that's that's my favorite, and just, and the influence that it had on me, like I had to finish that game, mm -hmm. and it was one of those things too where you couldn't find the game anywhere when it came out. Wow! And like you had to, like, my grandma found it for me. Like she came home one day and she had finally found it. Like you know, like it was like yeah, amazing. Oh my gosh, that's wild. Yeah, and now to you know you just. What it's such a cool time to be someone who grew up being a a gamer. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know? Especially with the retro consoles coming back into play too, and and just seeing. Yeah, I'm I'm all in. I'm all yeah, in. And the it. ability to <laughs> to like reappreciate those games, and and it's so cool that studios are doing stuff like the Resident Evil Two re mm -hmm. because that's not the same thing as just slapping a fresh coat of paint on an no. old game. No, you know, to say like this game was was awesome. Like let's advance it. And like put it in today's you know context mm -hmm. um and you know introduce it to more people that's that's so cool i hope more people do that like crash bandicoot that's awesome i people say that spirals i, I never played spyro to begin with mm -hmm. but i i'll play it if it ever comes to switch because that's a perfect switch oh my gosh bro thing. that that the reignited trilogy is very fun even if you didn't grow up playing those games they're so Oh, it's like, it's right up my alley. I would love right to. up your alley. I I I've been. I'll play those and just throw on a podcast or throw on some music, and it's a perfect game for just collecting shit. Like it's pretty mindless, but it's very very fun. Yeah, that kind of game needs to be on the Switch for me so that I can bring yeah. it with bring it with me. I imagine it will. They 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 got yeah. the uh, the Crash trilogy on there though. I, yeah, and I'm I, almost and certain. I, and we'll guess why? I immediately the Switch as soon as it came. Yeah, uh, because I that's perfect for me to play on the on the go or in my you know so i like i love those games yeah awesome well i'm sure we could continue this conversation yeah man let's but, do uh, let's do let's do it again sometime and i love yeah. i love talking about video games this is uh this was really cool and i i really appreciate you uh asking me to to come on absolutely man i appreciate you coming on and joining me uh to chat today so uh where can people find you online if they want to see more of your work yeah, sure. So um, I guess the easiest thing would be to go to lightersidepodcast.com. Um, you can also find the Instagram is at the lighter side podcast and the podcast itself is on all the things, you know, lighter, lighter side with Jay. You can find it on all, all the same places you can find in your element. Cool. Awesome, man. Well, thanks again, Jay. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thanks so much. I really had a great time talking. Yeah.
And once again, if you have any gaming related questions you'd like to ask me, either tweet at me at IYE podcast or email me at the email address. Hello at in your element podcast.com. I'll answer your questions on the next episode. If you enjoy the podcast, consider visiting patreon.com slash in your element and supporting at the $1 level or above to receive all future episodes early and ad free. Gain a Patreon exclusive role in the In Your Element Discord server where you can hang out and chat with myself and other elementalists. Be eligible for giveaways, attend patron hangouts, and more. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast service you consume the show on and leave a review if you enjoy the content. Until next time, see you later, elementalists. (laughs) 